All right, I like that. That was good. <laughs> All right, so this is God's way of saying you should have been in last week. This is what I'll communicate at the next builders meeting. <laughs> we should have been in last week. Look what God's telling you. Anyway, here we are. God is good. And uh, yeah, we probably got another little storm coming through according to the radar about halfway through my message. So uh, listen close. If you don't get it, just watch online. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> hey, we, we are really an important time. Uh, we are starting not simply a new series, but uh, this series, Ignite, uh, is, is really geared to give us some, some time here. We got a couple, couple weeks, and uh, not only we're in the building next week, but we got a couple weeks till September 8th, uh, and then doors really do open uh, to the world, to the community. And so uh, in these next three Sundays, we're, we're going to talk about some important stuff that, that uh, hopefully would just ignite us uh, about being a Christ follower uh, and remind us of how God uses us in this experience uh, called uh, Christ Church. You know, uh, I'm really excited about what God is doing, about us uh, getting in our new facility. I trust you're excited too about that. Yep. All right. Imagine if that's our excitement. Imagine how excited God is. Imagine how excited the Holy Spirit is at the opportunity that is being created for the Holy Spirit to change hearts and lives. This is an awesome moment. It is an awesome moment, not simply for us as a congregation. Uh, this is an awesome moment for the Holy Spirit to really work and change people's hearts and lives for eternity. Don't miss, as we go through this, as we get ready for walking in those doors, opening up those doors on the 8th, don't miss the bigger picture of what this experience is all about. We hope you're going to get ignited, excited about what the opportunity is, not just for us, but even more importantly, the opportunity it is for God to do a great work. Today it's going to start with us recognizing that for God to do that great work, we're participants in that work, and it can boil down to our participation being a simple, single invitation. It is to recognize that our invitation can change somebody's life. Let me prove that to you uh, by going to the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, and you can grab your half sheet. It should be written out there in your half sheet. Uh, we're going to see it there. Oh, first I got some funny stuff I was supposed to do. The rain throw, threw me off. The rain, the rain threw me off on this one. So this is, uh, you know, invitations. You get invitations in the mail. So I ran through. I found some invitations. This is one wedding invitation from Trixie and Tucker. Uh, Trixie and Tucker. And it says, you know, what? Lace and flowers and vows to make a bride, a groom, a wedding cake. One thing remains before I do an invitation, especially for you. Isn't that charming? Isn't that charming? Oh, by the way, it's going to be held in the, at the Charming Country Club in, guess where? Charming, California. Isn't that charming? That's just charming. Now, not all invitations are charming. Charming. This one's a little risky. I admit that, but I ran across it, and so I'm taking a risk today. This is from uh, an apparently unhappy mother of the groom. I won't go through all of it, but just to say, 
you're respectfully invited to a wedding between my perfect son, the doctor, and some person she's not real happy with. Let's put it that way, whose name escapes me right now, right? Uh, the big, biggest disaster of my life, my family's history is going to take place on Saturday, September 8th. Uh, yeah. Yeah, here's the best part for me. The overwhelming, disappointing heartbreak uh, of the ceremony is going to be followed by dinner where the nuts will be served because what's-her-name has an allergy. <laughs> Let's move to the Gospel of John. <laughs> Not all the invitations are great, but, but I hope you understand what we're going to go through in these weeks. These are great invitations. These are awesome invitations that we're going to be able to make. It's the same kind of invitation that happens in the Gospel of John in the very first chapter, right? So the Gospel of John, you know the Gospels, right? These are the words and deeds of Jesus that have been recorded. Also, the experiences of him with his followers uh, and the miracles he did, everything down to his death and, and resurrection, right? So this is the Gospel of John, and it, it's the end of the first chapter, and what's taken place is Jesus has gone to John the Baptist, and he's been baptized. And John the Baptist, who has his own followers, has now pointed his followers toward Jesus. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. So Andrew takes the invitation of John, and he begins to follow Jesus. His next step? Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. How many invitations just happened there? John invited his followers and said, stop hanging out with me. You need to go hang out with him. And one of those fathers is a guy named Andrew. And who did he first think about? His brother. How many family members do you have that you need to think about? He thought about his brother. And he brought him, physically, literally brought him to Jesus. Doesn't stop there. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip. And he said to him, listen, Philip, come and follow me. Philip was from Bethesda, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Do you see some relationship happening here? Some people now in the hometown. It's expanding beyond family. Some people in the hometown. It says, Philip went to look for Nathaniel. He told him, we, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathan. Can anything good come from Nazareth? And then one of my favorite lines in the scripture this is how simple it is for us to make the invitation that can change people's lives forever. Come and see for yourself. Just come and see for yourself. I want to tell you, I have used that line over and over in my ministry as I've talked to people who are struggling, as I've talked to non-believers in particular who are trying to make sense out of life, and, and I don't give them a whole bunch of theological stuff. I just give them a simple invitation that says, look, just give Jesus a try. Just, just come and see for yourself. Give Jesus the opportunity. Give him the chance. Take the risk 
of just stepping out and giving Jesus the opportunity because guess what? According to my life, he can change a life and he can change yours. It is through the simple invitation that all of these guys now become avid followers of Jesus. Would you say that Philip and Nathaniel and Peter and Andrew's life were changed when they started and responded to the invitation of Jesus? Incredible lives. We're still talking about these guys. They're still impacting us to this day. They will impact your children. They will impact your grandchildren. They will continue to impact through multiple generations. And it all started from a simple invitation. Invitations can change lives. They went on. Jesus uh, continued to uh, recognize Nathaniel, And uh, Nathaniel ends up saying, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Here's where we start. We start with a simple ignite principle today that I hope you just take, take into your heart and mind this morning. That simple principle is God wants to use me. God wants to use you to invite others into life change through Christ at Christ Church. That's who he wants. I can guarantee that. That's what he wants. He wants to use you in a simple invitation to create the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work and change a life to Christ at Christ Church. And it starts with a simple invitation to where? Just invite him. Just invite him to Christ Church. Sunday morning, maybe it's a Bible study you're in, maybe it's just a group that you're in, whatever it is, it's a simple invitation. And that simple invitation can change a heart and a life. So here's what I hope you grab right off, the, right off the bat as we're together this morning, that as a Christ follower, if you're a Christ follower out there, that you really do believe Jesus can change lives. Do we believe that? Yes, we do. We absolutely do. We can go around Christ Church and introduce you to people that are living examples of that, right? Many of you are in this room. In fact, all of you probably are in this room, right? That Jesus being involved in your life has just changed the direction of your life. If you're not a believer and you're in the room today, I want to tell you that is absolutely true. We believe that. We see that over and over. People come up and tell us that over and over, that through Christ Church, their life has gone in a whole new direction. We get that witness from Timothy. This is an awesome line from 2 Timothy. It says, and now God, he has made, a, made all of this plain uh, to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus our Lord. So this is obvious, this is plain, simple stuff. He broke the power of death and he illuminated what? The way to? That's change. That's change. He's saying, listen, this is what he's done. He has broken the power of death and he's illuminated the way of life and immortality through the good news. And he chooses us as he chose Timothy, to be able to make the simple invitation because we believe that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. That Jesus has the power and authority to change lives from the power of death and illuminate them to the power of life. Jesus himself makes an invitation. You're probably familiar with this verse. 
Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. We believe that. Right? We believe that. So let me ask you this question. How many contacts on this thing that you carry 24-7, right? You put it by your, night, by your bed at night, right? How many, how many contacts, how many people in this phone that are in, on your contact do you know that are carrying burdens? Think about it. How many people just in this device right here do you know fall in that category who are weary and carry heavy burdens and could use some rest? Think about it. Those people are just waiting for a simple invitation. You already know them. And you've already affirmed this morning, you believe Jesus can change people's lives. If you believe Jesus can change people's lives, and you know these people are carrying burdens and are weary, do you love them enough to make a simple Invitation. Simple invitation. You see, the reality is that Jesus uh, puts us where we are for God reasons. Uh, Not just good reasons. Maybe it's not a good reason, I don't know. But wherever you are in life right now, I know where you are is for a God reason. Right? It may not feel good, but it's for a God reason. Uh, We're probably familiar with this one from Matthew, right? Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach them, uh, these new disciples, to obey all the commands that I've given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. A lot of times we get locked into verse 19 that says, what? Therefore, go and do what? Make disciples. Don't miss Verse 18, I have given how much? I have given all authority. All authority. He controls all authority, right? Uh, It's his, and he lends that authority into our lives. We have nothing to be afraid of. A lot of times we get uncomfortable with making that simple invitation or we get uncomfortable acknowledging that, yeah, you're burdened and yeah, life seems worry for you because we're not so sure how they're going to respond to it. We're not so sure that they're going to be comfortable with what we might say. And so somehow we kind of back away and we don't go ahead and do it when in reality, those are the moments we should step into because we're the only ones with the authority to be able to bring a message that can change their life circumstance. All authority, all authority, even in those circumstances, he lends into our lives. And those are precisely the moments when we can exercise his authority and go beyond that fear, go beyond that nervousness, and just step into the situation. And all it takes is some compassion and a simple invitation. Compassion and a simple invitation. What I want to encourage us to do is uh, start asking as we get excited, as we get ignited about moving in next week, getting ready for September 8th, 
to, to just stay grounded in, in the mission that God has for us. And to start getting not simply excited about what we're going to experience, but start getting excited about the people that we're going to be able to influence. And start asking. Start asking God to show each one of us individuals that are in our sphere of influence that we need to begin praying for the opportunity and the authority to be able to engage them, even with a simple invitation. To start praying and asking God to arrange the opportunity. Remember we just said, all authority is his. I love it right now. It's not raining. Look at that. We're in the middle of worship, and he exercised a little authority to give us a break. All authority is his. This is not something we do on our own. And so we can just ask him to lend that authority. Ask him to create the opportunity for us to make that simple invitation. He invites us. Jesus in Matthew, uh, Matthew 9 says, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and do what? Ask him. Ask him to send more workers into his field. Start asking. We're asking around here at Christ Church. Uh, we have uh, sent out, what, 15,000 of uh, these cards around, uh, around this whole geographic area up here. We sent out 15,000 of these cards uh, because we believe there's at least 42,000 people in this general area that aren't walking with Christ. 42,000 people that we, we believe aren't walking with Christ just, just right around us all the time, all the time. And so just start, we're starting to ask. And so we sent out 15,000 of those postcards just saying, come, invitation, come September 8th. It starts with you just believing that that's what God wants us to do, believing that Jesus can change people's lives and asking him to give you and exercise that authority and arrange those circumstances so that you can step into and speak into somebody else's life. Colossians, Paul says, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity, right? The most, maybe even more. The most may be really sharing your witness and your testimony. It may be simply a simple invitation. Now, did you notice in the text from the Gospel of John, uh, when they were doing that inviting, that they actually physically brought, right? Andrew physically brought Peter to Jesus, it said. So what you need to know, in our new uh, building, in our new facility, there is a huge banner when you come in the door, and it says, welcome. That's the welcome spot. All you got to do when you make an invitation is say, hey, why don't you come on September 8th, and I'll meet you at the welcome spot, right? I mean, we're trying to make this so easy for all of us, right? Yeah, this is God's authority, God's plan, God's purpose, God's intention. We're trying to join him in what he's doing. And so it's a huge banner when you come in the door. It just says, welcome. You can just say, hey, I'll meet you at the welcome spot, right? And guess what? There's going to be other people there who are ready to welcome them uh, as well and explain how the whole thing works. But for you, it's simply making that opportunity invitation that says, hey, I'll meet you there. I'll pick you up. Whatever it takes to just invite them because what's at stake? 
They're worried, burdened, and Jesus is their only answer. So we care enough to make the invitation, and we care enough to repeat the invitation. Uh, I love in that experience between Philip um, and Nathaniel. Was it Philip and Nathaniel? Uh, that he went to look for Nathaniel, and he says, hey, look, makes the invitation. We found the very person Moses, the prophets, wrote about. His name is Jesus. He's the son of Jesus. He makes this great invitation kind of thing, and uh, Nathaniel's response is what? Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? What were Philip's opportunities in that moment? One simple opportunity would have said, well, okay, well, I guess that didn't work. Right? Turn around and walk away. Say, well, I tried. (laughs) Guess I'm done. What did he do? He persevered in the invitation. He persevered in the invitation, and he simply said, look, just, just come and see. Give it a try. Come and see for yourself. Come and experience it for yourself. Just come and check it out. Just come and see. Now, this is not just the experience Uh, from the Gospel of John. Uh, This is an experience you heard about, what, two weeks ago, I think it was, when Tracy was up here. And uh, Tracy uh, hosted that morning, and she kind of shared a little bit of uh, of her story. How many many were here to hear that? Not enough of you, so you're going to hear it again. Uh, Not the whole thing. We cut it down a little bit. What I want you to listen for, though, is listen how the power of invitation uh, took place. I'm on staff here at Christ Church. Um, I've lived in Cedarburg for about 17 years, but I've been here at Christ Church for about two. Um, when I first moved to the area, I went to a couple different churches trying to find a church home, and I did not have a great experience with that. I didn't find a place that was welcoming to me. And so for a long time, I didn't have a church. I had young kids at home. I felt very isolated. I felt um, all alone, really. And a couple of years ago, a friend of mine was telling me about this great church that she had started coming to, and she invited me to come with her. And I thought, I bet she asks everybody. And nothing happened. And uh, really, a couple days later, someone else invited my daughter to attend an event here. And I thought, wow, Christ Church, I've heard of that place. What a coincidence. Again, nothing happened. Um, It was when the third person invited me to come here that I thought, okay, someone is trying to tell me something. I need to check this place out. And so I came, and the first time I came, I was um, really affected by how welcoming it was when I walked in. Two months after I started coming here, my dad died very suddenly. God used all of those people that invited me here and who welcomed me when I got here to put me in the place where I needed to be at the time that I needed to be here because I was surrounded by people who could um, show care for me and support me during that time. That was- All right. That's all you need to see. How many invitations did it take? Three invitations. How many people did it take? Don't miss that. It took three invitations from three different people. Right? In order to, to let God get through to her. And yet, how important was it that she get those invitations and respond? Because God was exercising his authority through those invitations to get her ready 
for a crisis in her life when she had to go through an experience of loss and death. You see, you may not know the whole experience of what life is going to hold for that person, but you do know the message you bring, the person you bring, is the opportunity for their life to change. We know, we believe that Jesus can change lives. We know, we believe that the Holy Spirit can change lives. We know, we believe that Jesus is the only answer to life. We're going to move in uh, next week. We're going to do a lot of celebrating. We're going to especially celebrate uh, on September 8th when we kind of open the doors to everybody. But I hope here's what we ultimately really celebrate, that we ultimately really celebrate how many new people are coming to know Jesus on that day. How many new people are having those burdens and those worries lifted off of their backs and their lives? How many people for the first time are going to be able to start living? And it all can happen because of a simple invitation. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the all authority that you've lent into our lives. And uh, Lord, we know there's lots of believers in this tent today. And we really do believe, we know, because we've experienced it, that you are the only answer to the world. You are the one that can truly change hearts and lives. And so we humbly ask today, uh, just use that authority, create those opportunities, bring to our minds and to our hearts those who are distant from you, and give us that moment when we can take advantage of every opportunity and extend even the simplest of invitation, because we believe through this church, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you're going to keep changing lives. And so we ask for uh, just that blessing and that conviction to rest upon us uh, that we can continue to multiply those believers who will join you in the kingdom of heaven forever. We ask this humbly through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.